it's cool to see philip rivers finally doing what you're doing yeah uh, he takes after me actually nebraska lost horribly this last week so you know football's back like at the end of the day football is a game like it is still meant to be fun hello everyone and welcome back to another exciting enthralling episode of the expansion buddies podcast as always i am joined by my co-host justin wright how's it going justin it's going all right. It's going all right. And uh, we are going to talk about uh, football around the horn today. A lot of football stuff to talk about. Uh, not a lot of great news. Yeah, you on. said exciting episode, but it's kind of good. I feel like it should be kind of somber. It's going to be a bummer. Uh, some news is exciting for the Rams. We'll get to that. Uh, but we'll get the really bad stuff out of the way first. Uh, do you want to take it or do you want me to take it? We'll both tackle it together. What do you want to do here? Um, I'm assuming you're talking about rugs. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's go ahead and just jump right in. Um, so uh, as of today, Tuesday, uh, or um, uh, November second, uh, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs the third has been charged with a DUI resulting in a death. He was uh, reported by the Las Vegas Police Department driving under the influence when he crashed his car with a female passenger in his vehicle into the back of a, another vehicle at 3.40 a.m. about and killed the woman driving the Toyota uh, car in front of him. Uh, she, I, I guess, uh, the car caught fire and she died. I don't know, obviously the details, nor do we need to talk about them, but this is something, you know, it's, it's just awful. It's something we've sadly had to talk about on the show before. Also, uh, yes. going back to last year's Super Bowl week with Andy Reid's son and the, and the drunk driving incident there, uh, you know, we're really not going to say anything that we didn't say last time. It's unacceptable and uh, unforgivable behavior, really, especially yeah. when someone gets uh, seriously injured or killed in this case. Yeah, there's there's literally no reason that he had to be driving drunk. He could have called an Uber, a taxi, any of that stuff. He's in a metropolitan area he he lives in the big city there's options and he's yeah. got the money to do so um i mean there's really no sad. excuse for anybody to ever do no it. no yeah, obviously yeah, not yeah. Obviously. but you're right you know especially with someone with the resources like he has yeah that's this is so stupid not only has he basically i feel like thrown his career away because he should be in jail for, you know, a while. There's, there's, there's no reason that he shouldn't be. He is pretty clear cut drunk hits this woman's car, kills her. That's, you know, DUI plus manslaughter has got to be, you, you, he should be in jail. So he's basically thrown his career away. And he's also, you know, robbed that other person of their life. Like, yeah. It's 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 terrible on a multiple tier scale. Um it it's yeah. And it just it leaves me asking why. Like why 
he's just... he's a young first round draft pick that is making tons of money and i guarantee he just feels invincible he thought you know it's fine it's it's me i'm you know i'm a stud yeah yeah i mean probably you know a lot of these kids and and in the, they are men let's not get that misconstrued but they are young men who sometimes have the brains of kids especially when they come into all that kind of money and fame and uh fortune if you will and i i think like you said thinking they're invincible and uh not really thinking about the consequences of their actions is the other big one and thinking there will be no consequences of their actions because they are who they are um Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you, you see stuff like this, and sadly, you see stuff like this a lot, uh, not just in the NFL, but with professional athletes in general, um, and not spe- not specifically DUI cases, but just dumb stuff. People, people in these situations doing dumb things, and uh, I don't know, just another example of it, and it's, a, it's horrible because someone lost their life in this in this instance and there's really not much else to say it's just a very sad uh frustrating and angering thing that happened in las vegas yeah. on tuesday you know if 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 someone's gonna make that stupid choice to drink and drive you at least hope the only person they hurt is themselves yeah exactly because that you know this woman was probably going to slash coming home from work or doing something she did daily, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, According to the BBC, uh, apparently he faces a minimum of two years in jail with a maximum of 20, according to Nevada state uh, guidelines. Yeah. And sadly, it'll probably be more toward the minimum. Uh, mm-hmm. what he ends up getting just because of uh, the wealth he has. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not here to say what should or shouldn't happen to him, but something something needs to, obviously. Um, and, and it's something we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about all the John Gruden stuff, uh, is if the Raiders needed one more yeah. distraction thrown in their face uh because you know you mentioned it on the show last week i think that they so far had handled the gruden stuff uh, pretty well or at the least last on. two the last couple of weeks they've been doing they've been doing well actually like, yeah they and, have been rising above they've been playing better than with gruden honestly yeah and then now you have this you mm-hmm. know and it's just another hurdle they're gonna have to overcome here um and man if they if they get through all of this and end up being a playoff team or uh, even semi-successful, it's going to be a heck of a season for the Las Vegas Raiders, but mm-hmm. uh, lots of serious stuff going on over there that uh, beyond the football field. So I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't really have anything else to say about the whole rug situation. It's, it's stupid. It's horrible. Uh, it makes me mad and uh, I don't have anything else. Yeah. It's, it's very maddening. All right, well, if you're ready to move on, we can talk about something else that's maddening in a very different way. Yeah, let's uh, go. At least for me and uh, every Tennessee Titans fan out there, uh, Derrick Henry, the bad, the king. 
the king yeah the king who is probably going to be out for uh the season now or at least most of it uh based off what i've seen had to have a foot surgery earlier this week where what do they say at minimum uh nine weeks 10 weeks out something like that uh so for those of you at home wondering uh, jared you're not a tennessee titans fan why are you so mad about this because this man was putting my fantasy team on his back and that is the dangers of having your fantasy team right on the back of one individual uh i I will talk about my fantasy team in a minute there are obviously some uh real world implications for both henry and the tennessee titans now uh, but yeah, he went out, I think it was just in the second drive in the game this last weekend against the Colts, uh, did not play much of that game. The Titans still got the win in overtime, but, uh, they're, they're staring down the barrel of some pretty, uh, rough waters here without Henry. And they did go ahead and sign Adrian Peterson of all people to their uh to their team with the expectations that they're going to sign him to the active roster here very soon um i i don't know if he has enough in the tank to do anything of super relevance for the titans we did see a few years ago with washington he still had some juice in the tank so i don't know yeah. I, I don't know what do you think of all this derrick henry stuff well we talked we were talking on sunday about the fact that he hasn't gotten hurt you and I were saying these words out loud and the football yes. gods. So, so the football gods did in fact smite. Yeah. So, Derek Henry on our behalf. <laughs> yeah. We are sorry, Derek. I know you're not listening, but we apologize for ever putting that evil juju out in the air. We'll, we'll do our best to be better. <laughs> we, we do. We'll, we'll take responsibility for this one. But, oh, man. It's rough, man. But I don't know. Uh, the, the, I mean, the Titans are in trouble, I think. I think they're in mm-hmm. trouble. Uh, you know, Tannehill is a very talented quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. I'd say he's even above average. But uh, there's no secret who the engine that made that team go was, and it was Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they've got talented receivers, with AJ Brown and uh, now Julio Jones, but you can't be one dimensional and they're, they're really putting a lot of, a lot of money in the bank here that Adrian Peterson is going to save them because uh, I mean, I don't know. That's the only reason you assign a guy like that. Who's as uh, old as he is. Um, I don't know. I think that I think they still might limp into the playoffs because the AFC South is such a mess. Um, if any team is going to catch them down the stretch, I think it will be the Colts. I, the Texans and the Jags won't, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they get to the playoffs barely, but I think once they get there, it's going to be ugly and maybe a quick exit yeah. if they don't have Henry back by then, which it seems like they might not. So yeah. Oh, it's, they it's, need to send him whatever to whatever doctor got Carson Wentz going back at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Uh, <laughs> need to give him some of Russell Wilson's bubble water. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, man, it, Russ said no more pin. No more pin. Time to win, baby. 
Uh, glad that we at least got the win over Jacksonville this last weekend. I would have been a pretty unhappy camper if the Seahawks couldn't even beat the Jags. So at least we took. Care I would of that. have told you you guys need to sell the franchise if you lost. Oh, you know, I I probably wouldn't have even been able to hop on the show this week if uh, <laughs> if we actually lost to Jacksonville. Because um, for as much as I complain about Pete Carroll uh, anymore, which it has been quite a bit lately. Uh, the dude can still coach circles around Urban Meyer. So <laughs> I was happy to see that, but uh, not happy, like I said, for my fantasy team to see Derrick Henry go down. Not happy for Henry, of course, either. I mean, poor guy. He was on pace to have just, he was leading the league in rushing. He was having such a tremendous year. Um, dude could have been an MVP candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think on the trajectory he was on, he would have been one. Um, and, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's a rough deal down there in Tennessee. Um, I think they're still a good team, but they're not a great team anymore. Um, and they're certainly not in a position to compete for anything other than maybe a playoff spot without Derrick Henry. So I know they're hoping this won't completely sideline him for the rest of their season. Um, they're hoping that maybe he'll be back by the time the postseason starts if they get there, but that's uh, that's on the very optimistic side of things right now, it sounds like. Yeah. There, there's no, yeah, no idea when he's going to come back. Is uh, a really tough spot for the Titans to be in. Yeah. And we've, I mean, we've talked about before on the show, the AFC who has so many of these uh, uh, talented juggernaut teams um, vying and competing. There's not going to be a lot of room for the Titans in there in that mix if they don't have their best player. So yeah. anyway. They're uh, really going to have to have some guys step up. For sure. And, uh, hey, I'm hoping it's Adrian Peterson because I did go ahead and pick him up in fantasy. Uh, Titans I, have got awesome run blocking, so. Hey man, if he can just pull it out one more time, I, I'm not expecting Derrick Henry like numbers, but he is probably going to be their feature back for a while um, with with Henry out. So I'm hoping for the fantasy sake that he he gets something going on the ground for them. But and this is something we've all said before, whether it be on the show or not, you know, whether just talking about football, whenever we've always said, you know, the Titans are screwed if Henry goes down. Um, you've said it, I've said it, I've heard other people say it, and it's very true. Um, and we're really going to see now, too, what this Tennessee Titans team is made out of, because uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but they could prove us wrong and, you know, be okay. But they're, they they got a game this weekend against the Rams, who we're going to talk about here in just a second. That just Ooh, got yeah, a, they do. That just got a lot scarier. Uh, actually, that will serve as a nice segue. So uh, Titans' chances don't Segua. look great this week, this weekend. Yeah, segua, segua. Uh, but the Rams, uh, on the other hand, things are stocks are trending up in LA right now. If you're the Rams, because they just executed a trade earlier this week to get. Von Miller from the Broncos, bring him over to that defense. It's already scary enough with guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Throw him in the mix now, and they've got a superstar at every level of the defense. The line, yep. the linebackers, and now the in the back end. So uh, what do you think of what do you think of this? What do you think the Rams are saying with this move here? 
they're saying they're going for it this year. They are all in this year. The uh, the draft be damned, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I think um they were holding some cards back. They were kind of waiting for to see how the uh the Matt Stafford experiment played out and it's played out beautifully for them. Um and they're they're all in. They they went and got I think a piece that's just going to make their defense stacked as heck. Yeah, that's... I mean the, the, as if they weren't already. And and right now all they're losing is draft capital. Mm-hmm. Denver is paying the rest of his salary this year for the draft picks. They Dude. they sent over a second and a third. They got Von Miller on a cheap deal, dude. Holy and, cow. and Denver's putting a lot of faith in management right now that they can turn that second and third draft pick into talent equivalent to Von Miller. You know, yeah. that's a that's a big gamble to take. And if whatever those draft picks are don't turn out to uh or don't pan out, you could see some heads roll in the Denver front office. Yeah, they they dealt a guy that is proven been, been proven. He's been a leader on the team. He's been very active in the Denver community. He's he's loved by the fans, loved by the community, loved by everybody in relation to the Broncos, loved by fans of non-Bronco teams. Yeah, no, I mean I and the and guy. they dealt the guy for you know pennies on the dollar while paying the rest of his paycheck. And I know he's a free agent at the end of this year. So yeah. he could have walked anyway, but I don't know. I watching his video, I feel like this was pretty unexpected for him. Um I haven't and, seen the video yet. So oh, he's he's crying and like he's I talking bet, about though, how much man. he's loved Denver. He's um, given that place his, you know, all. Yeah, he's gotten a Super Bowl with him, but you know. He is getting older. He is, you know, reaching the point. I think it, even if it, you know, I think this is probably a good thing for Von Miller as a player because he's going with a team that is, I think, a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, And right now, I, they're, they're quickly becoming my pick to win it all this year. Um, Even, even over my bucks with how yeah. beat up we've been and some of our questionable coaching decisions, these, past few weeks like whew. i'll say this i don't know i still don't know if anyone's getting by the bucks in the nfc this year but if anyone does it's going to be these rams i think yes uh yeah they're they're scary and i think what happened was uh probably a little bit of what you said where the rams were sitting back waiting to see if the stafford deal panned out before they really pulled all the punches but i think the other thing the rams saw was uh, the injury that happened to J.J. Watt that's going to take him out for the season over there in Arizona. They saw that the the Cardinals got a little bit weaker, still a great Mm. team in Arizona, but they saw the Cardinals got weaker, and they knew that Seattle or San Francisco was probably not going to be any real competition for the division title, so they saw, you know, right now. They're going for the kill below. Right now, we we have to make a move right now, and so I think that's what this was, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I said earlier in the year, I thought the Cardinals might be the team to win the division for as scary as they looked. Uh, I definitely think it's the Rams now between those two things happening with Watt going out and now Von Miller coming into L.A. Uh, this Rams team is 
scary and specifically this Rams defense is really scary. Yeah. It's it's very very good. Um, you know. Yeah, again, Aaron Donald is a one-man wrecking crew. Von Miller has been super proven. And man, you've got um just yeah, again, stacked everywhere. Yeah, I mean the, the Rams have built a really Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I forgot about Jalen Ramsey too, dude. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, like I said earlier, they have now a superstar talent on every level of their defense. No team in the NFL can say that right now except the Rams. You've got a superstar on the line, you've got a superstar in the linebacking core, and you've got a superstar in the secondary. Yeah, and the leadership you've this is another thing that kind of gets me about um what Denver did. Like I understand, you know, the the playing aspect of it too, but the leadership that they have just lost in that locker room. He he was, you know, he is clearly a leader in that locker room, clearly a leader on that defense. Yeah. But man, and I think also the Broncos, they've been putting him into weird coverage packages instead of letting him do his his thing at linebacker. Von Miller's not a player to be put in like zone coverage you know you want him anyway um you, you don't want him like trying to play man coverage on a guy i said zone coverage earlier that was a mistake i apologize yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i got but you. putting him in a man coverage like that's not what he does best no no yeah i don't know and i look at this whole situation it, it, it kind of reminds me of when we were talking earlier this year about when the stafford trade went down that God, the Rams just fleeced the other team they made a trade with. Yeah. They, they fleeced the Lions back then, and they Whoever absolutely... is making those deals, they must be convincing them, you actually, you don't want this player. Like, we're doing you a favor by taking them. Dude, I needed to hire whoever that person was to negotiate a trade last week on the show with my fantasy team. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they must have a, a heck of a broker over there down in LA because the Rams are just making out like bandits on these trades and they've built an amazing team in doing so. I mean, just that roster is scary. They've got a great coach. Um, I mean, the, the Rams are trying to tell us something. And I think like you said, that something is we're going for it. We're going for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, they got a little taste of it a few years ago, getting to the Super Bowl. And now McVeigh wants it, man. He wants it. So I'm, uh, and I'm weirdly okay with it now. I've already given up hopes on the Seahawks competing for one this year. So, you know, once you came to that acceptance, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just here to see some good football now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, the Seahawks, oh boy, that's been, yeah, we're not going to recant that, that current storyline going on, but Man, no, hey, been... Russ got the pin out though, like we said. So all things, uh, not all things, but things are looking up. I hope, uh, at least as far as that goes. Uh, you guys might win a couple more games this year. Well, uh, we got a bye week this week, so I promise you, we're not losing this weekend. That much. Hey, I know. same, dude. Hey, expansion buddies, bye week. You know, that's uh, it's almost like they planned it for us. Not yeah, that they, they did actually. I put in my request. Did you not put in a request this year? No, oh, no, I didn't know we could request when our teams got the bye week. 
that'd be funny to start sending messages like that to Goodell. Hey, uh, I want the bye week as late as we can possibly have it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, remember when the Bucks had to take a first week bye week because of the hurricane? Man, that sucked. Bye weeks are a tricky deal, man, because uh, you want them in that sweet spot. And I always feel like you want a bye week right before a big game. You want extra time to prepare. And Seattle, I think, got that this year because coming out of the bye week, we have to go to Green Bay and play the Packers, who are really good right now. Um, Man, I'm, I will be utterly shocked. Utterly shocked if you guys win that game. I mean, it would be a historic win. We haven't won in Lambeau Field since 1999. Mike Holmgren was the coach, first-year head coach for us back then. So it's been a minute, and if we don't have Russell Wilson, we don't have a chance in that game. Uh, I like Gino. Love the guy. Uh, he's been a serviceable Love backup. Love the kid. Serviceable backup, but Gino Smith is not going into Lambeau Field and outdoing Aaron Rodgers. That's not happening. Um, so, yeah, bye weeks, though. They're, they're yes. tri- tricky business, bye weeks. Uh, yeah. Everybody gets one, but not everyone uses it the same. Yeah, boy. Speaking of fantasy woes, though, I am I'm gonna be hurting this week. My two primary receivers, Scary Terry and DK Metcalf, are out, and uh, my backups have been Jalen Waddle, who has been, I don't know, he I've been a little disappointed, but uh, he's playing Houston this week. Maybe that'll work out. And uh, Henry Ruggs, which I don't think he's playing anytime soon. Yikes! Yeah, you you got some bad fantasy luck there well you know if it makes you feel any better i didn't realize tampa was on a bye this week also and so when i added adrian peterson to replace henry earlier this week i dropped tampa's defense oh or no i dropped arizona's defense excuse me and now the only defense i have is tampa's who's on a bye this week uh so i need to add a defense again now um maybe i'll add well, you know, this will segue into my shout-out, actually. I was going to say maybe I'll add the Colts defense because they're playing the Jets here on Thursday night. But my shout-out this week goes to a certain Mike White, quarterback of the New York Jets, backup quarterback, who came in in place of the injured Zach Wilson and absolutely lit it up against the Bengals. He threw for over 400 yards and three tutters, as we like to call them. And the Jets actually beat the Bengals. So, uh, good on you, Mike White. You love to see that. Unless Dude, you're my yeah. brother. <laughs> Unless you're um, my brother. That was also my shout out. That guy played lights out. Yeah. Talk man. about making for for a guy that everybody's like, who is this? I don't know who I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who the Jets backup was before Sunday. I'll be honest. No. Dude, the guy honest. came in and killed it, dude. Yeah, no, he sure did. Uh and so for anyone wondering about uh, Michael White, it, where he went to school and all that stuff. Because like Michael us, if you, White. if you didn't, oh, I'm assuming Mike is short for Michael here. Uh, I don't know. It might be maybe short. you never you never know. Could be <laughs> short for Jeff Michael. <laughs> Mike is short for Jeffrey in this case. <laughs> uh, so Mike White began his college career at South Florida in 2013. He played for the South Florida Bulls for two seasons. And then he went, uh, he transferred, sat it out a season because of the NCAA transfer rules, and then played uh, his final two years at Western Kentucky, 
So not exactly uh, powerhouses in terms of college football. And where I can't remember, he was originally drafted. I think he was originally drafted by the uh, Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys in 2018. They took him in the fifth round, 171st pick overall. Then he came over to the Jets in 2019. That's kind of where he's been since and uh, finally got a chance to showcase that old arm on Sunday and did pretty well. So uh, shout out to Mike White from both of us. We had the same shout out this week. So, yeah. Good for that guy. Good yeah. For that do you guy. think there's any, uh, now this might be jumping the gun a little bit, but do you think there's any uh, quarterback controversy starting to swirl in New York? I know it's only been one. Yeah. Game. Why not, dude? All right, I'll ship it. Let's go. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson has been struggling up until his injury. Um, I know that the Jets kind of put it all on the line, taking him number two overall. I still really like the kid. I still think he's going to be fine in the long term. But, uh, hey, there's got to at least be a flame lit under his seat now. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he's uh, going to have to step up and show up. Yeah, for sure. And he's out for another couple weeks anyway with that injury. Uh, meanwhile, the Jets, like I said, they got a Thursday night game here against the Colts. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I don't really know what to make of the Colts this year either in that game. But then after that, we'll see what old uh, Mike can do because the Jets are going to play host to the Buffalo Bills on November 14th. So if he can if he can go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen, then, then we can – really start hitting the quarterback controversy button over there. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, if he can put up numbers against uh, Buffalo, then yeah, he, he, yeah, maybe he, uh, maybe he MVP. (laughs) MVP doesn't play the first eight games of the season, but let's go. Dude, most valuable player. Hey, I mean, true. By the definition of the term valuable to their team. Let's, uh, if, if the Jets go, win one game with their starting quarterback and their backup comes in and say, you know, he does the impossible wins out the rest of the regular season. He is by definition, the most valuable player in the NFL. Dude, if Mike white. Okay. Yes. I agree with you on that. First off, he would be the most valuable player, but if he came in and the jet and he won out, like ran the table from here with the jets and pushed them into a playoff spot, they'd make a movie about that oh absolutely that's a movie thing right there yeah also if he wins out the rest of the season i will buy you a jersey for him you'll buy me a mike white jersey i will uh i don't know what i would do with it other than hang it up in our studio that we're going to get someday for this show but i hope so oh someday someday uh but i i I guess i would gladly accept that that would be (laughs) a And I, I love how that's become our go-to thing on this show. Like, I'll get you a jersey, which, by the way, I know. I still have to get you one. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, I buddy, know, speaking of. I could feel it coming, that Yanni Gore <laughs> jersey for the uh, for the Kraken, who are having an up-and-down start to their existence. They, they're they're there. They are there. Hey, they beat uh, – the, they got the win against Nashville for the first-ever win in franchise history. Yay, then, Nashville. That's a team. They got the first win at home in franchise history against the Canadians. Uh, and then the other night, uh, they got the best of the Minnesota Wild. And I know our friend Daniel was very happy about that. So, yeah. uh, 
other than that, it's been the struggle bus. The but wild flubbed it. <laughs> they did, but other than that, it's been a it's been a rocky start, which you know that can be expected, I guess. Uh, and when I say rocky start, I was not meaning to uh, compare to the Colorado Rockies because they were bad, but hey, it worked there too. <laughs> Uh, and uh, hey, uh, speaking of the Rockies and baseball, uh, not the Rockies at all, but uh, the World Series, uh, Atlanta, as of the time of recording this, is up three games to two on Houston. Game six on Tuesday night, shortly after we record. So they, <laughs> they were up three to one. Do I? No, don't even smell choke. I think I smell choke. Not yet. These are not the Falcons. These are the Braves. And I know the Braves blew a three-one lead last year. <laughs> and now they're not going to choke. I know they did that last year in this kind of situation, but uh, well, here actually, uh, I think they overcame those demons in the divisions or in the uh, conference championship championship series against the Dodgers because last year they led three one against the Dodgers, choked it away, didn't end up going to the World Series. This year they led three one <laughs> against the Dodgers and actually closed it out. I. I'm hopeful that the boys are going to close it out here in game six on the road. In I'm, I'm not going to lie. I really don't. I, I guess I'm kind of rooting for the Braves. I kind of don't care, though. I'm kind of hoping they choke for the memes. Yeah, but that, they choke. Because then we have then we have the Falcons and the Braves. Oh, oh the choke. The city the of choke. choke, man. Well, and I mean, I've already seen the, the jokes comparing the Braves to the Falcons and all of that. And they also throw in Georgia football in there because they had a pretty sizable lead over Alabama in the college football national championship there a few years ago and lost that one also. Uh, It's rough for sports teams down there. And so somebody's got to break the curse eventually. And I think it's going to be the Braves here in this World Series. Also, I just don't want to see the Astros win. I know. But let's just say the big peach might just be the big choke. It could be. Uh, and if this was any other team they were playing, except maybe the Yankees, I would agree that it would be funny for the jokes and the memes if they blew this 3-1 lead. Uh, I guess now it's only a 3-2 lead. Uh-oh. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that things are going to be all right. Um, even if it goes to game seven, I think that the Braves might might get her done. But yeah, Maybe. Uh, there's there's a chance, but. As long as no Falcons players attend if, if, the game. If they smell that choke coming, I think uh, that's what I'm saying, anybody man. in in Georgia legally has to throw to let the choke happen. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. As long as no Falcons players attend the games, I think they'll be fine. Do you, you think ha- Matt Ryan is just, like, sitting at home and his hands are just shaking, like, what's happening? Wh- why? <laughs> He's getting just flashbacks to the super bowl <laughs> it's like a vietnam flashback he looks around there's per, or uh red blue and silver confetti coming down he's like wait this isn't how it's supposed to go this isn't right <laughs> oh no oh no oh man yeah uh it's been it's been a good world series uh i've already seen all the jokes about atlanta having the lead Honestly, this could have been, it would have been better for them to like be trailing three to one and then make a comeback and make the Astros blow the lead because then there would be none of these jokes along the way. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here uh, to watch the Astros lose. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. 
Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. We did shout outs. Uh, we talked at length about the Jets more than I thought we would on this episode. We talked a little World Series. Uh, you have call outs this week? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't believe I do either. If I do, none are coming to mind right now, so it must not have been that uh, damning of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, close up shop on this bad boy? Um, no thoughts, Jared. No thoughts. Uh, so I have one for college football. The first edition of the... 2021 college football playoff rankings came out tonight as we recorded actually. And so the college football playoff rankings are different than the AP rankings that you see every week. The CFP rankings are the ones that actually matter that will actually determine who's going to be in the postseason uh, at the end here. And I got to say, I like what I see out of the top four with the uh, college football playoff rankings. They have Georgia at number one, they have Alabama at number two, which I don't like, actually. I have some big qualms with that. Uh, but they have Michigan State at number three and my boys Oregon at number four right now, when Oregon's actually ranked seventh in the AP poll. So at least somebody can understand that Oregon is uh, better than seventh right now. I like that. What I don't like is Alabama being ranked two after losing a game already this season. Yeah, that's fair enough. And then you have... Uh... I, I, I just, I, uh, you, urinating tree just published a video about, uh, the, uh, the Purdue Indiana game. I have no clue what happened in the Purdue Indiana game. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. It was, uh, October 23rd. So two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And, uh, boy, that was a game that went into nine over. Oh, I do know about that or Illinois. You mean. Uh, Illinois, Illinois, yeah. Did I say Indiana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what threw me off. Okay, I do Listen know. here, buddy. I Things are hard. It's a big <laughs> it, I. I had like a 50-50 chance. It was one of those I schools. Uh, no, I did see that. That was wild. Or I saw the highlights of that uh, afterwards. Highlights, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, so college football, fun fact, uh, when you get that deep into overtime, which, by the way, that set a record for the most overtimes in a college game. <laughs> Uh, there comes a point in time where you don't even line up at the 25 and get four downs to try to get a touchdown. They will just start lining you up at the two yard line and making you go for two point conversions. And that's what they did by the seventh overtime, I believe it was, or the eighth overtime. Um, And yeah, crazy, crazy game. Uh, So college football has been exciting this year. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic for the boys down in Oregon. But there's a lot, a lot of weeks left, so there's a lot that can go wrong. That's that's one thing you learn being a Ducks fan. That the the more weeks that are left, that's just more opportunity for the season to go down the toilet. No, don't be a Ducks fan. Well, that's not the that's not the message here. The no. message here is don't be a Ducks fan with too much hope. Yeah, that's like being a Mariners fan. Okay, well, being a Ducks fan is a little happier than being a Mariners fan. <laughs> I can promise that I've seen the Ducks go to a national championship in my lifetime. Fair, fair. Uh, but uh, it's an exciting time in sports right now. Like the NBA is up and running again. Hockey's going strong. College football, NFL going strong. We're just getting into November 
So uh, games are really starting to mean something now across the board. And, yeah, uh, I know. It's kind of sad. It's like uh, we're getting too close to football being being over for my liking. Man, but here's the thing. Uh, football in this country is evolving to the point where it's soon going to be a year-round thing. I know. I welcome it. I Yeah, I'm not fighting it at all. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit on the show way back in our early days here on the Expansion Buddies about the XFL and its rejuvenation under the rock. Um, and I really hope that that gets going and stays going this time. Um, the You know, the AAF, what a sweet fever dream that was. Yeah, fever dream is the right word for that. <laughs> and all these other startup leagues that uh, try. There's such a push to have football be a year-round sport in this country and i'm totally okay with it it gives us more to talk about it gives you our loyal listeners more to listen to us talk about um and and speaking of you loyal listeners we wanted to say thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the expansion buddies podcast for listening wherever you listen from uh on all those great platforms that we mention every week or the can on a string um we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in uh you make sure to check us out on twitter at the expansion bu1 check us out on instagram with the same hashtag uh and justin you got any final thoughts for the people before we close up here i've got the thought of thank you people thank you for tuning in thank you for tuning in uh we'll be back for you next thursday and until then never forget party like it's 1976